All right, welcome back to another edition of the Kelakai the podcast. We've got with us today Professor Aaron Densley. He is the director of the school's production of West Side Story, which is coming to a stage near us, the only stage near us in the McKay Auditorium <laughs> on February 27th, the yeah. last weekend in February, which I'm pretty sure is the 27th. Yeah, the 27th to the 29th. All right. And then the 4th or the 5th through the 7th of March, too. Oh, okay. Sweet. Well, we're glad to have you in here. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Pop in real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shoot. So, I guess we'll start off with, because uh, most of our, our listeners probably don't know too much about West Side Story. So, why don't you tell us about what it's been like? Yeah. Uh, being, I guess that's your first production here, right? So I've I've conduct, I've directed a few other productions. Uh, it's the first big musical that uh-huh. that I've done here. Um, West Side Story is a pretty cool show. It's a, uh, it's probably one of the most iconic American musical theater shows mm. that are out there. Um, it basically deals with two gangs, the Sharks and the Jets, in New York City. And they're fighting over turf and all the other reasons that gangs fight. And there's a lot of racial um, issues as well. The Jets are predominantly a white a white um, American uh, gang. And then the, the Sharks are a Puerto Rican American mm. gang. Mm-hmm. And so... They're obviously all American, but the color of the skin starts to affect it. Mm. Um, and so that, so those are some themes that are at play at West Side Story. The music, the dancing, uh, the music's one of the most challenging scores, I think, in most musical theater, uh, just because rhythmically it's just a musical beast. And then the dancing, uh, Jerome Robbins choreographed it originally, and if those of you who might know who that is uh he's yeah, uh, he's he's like he's like the michael jordan of the dance the musical theater dance world and okay. so he's he's extremely famous within uh within dance choreography at all because he's he's just he's amazing wow. and so he choreographed it so the the challenge becomes do you have to have a diverse cast which thank you BYU Hawaii for offering <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, and then, but then your diverse cast also has to be extremely good at dancing and mm-hmm. extremely good at singing. Yeah. And so, you kind of got to find a bunch of triple threats, which, <laughs> um, or you have to find some ways around it. So the way that we did it is we just we made it um, America Today, okay. so that mm. the the Jets aren't all white. That the Jets are a mix of what Americans are now, mm-hmm. right? And then the the Puerto Rican gang also is a mix of what Puerto Ricans really are. Like they're mm-hmm. fair-skinned Puerto Ricans and they're dark-skinned Puerto Ricans. And yeah. so there's this whole variety that I wanted to get at the heart of what this story is, which is about, you know, hate and hating people that are different from you, no matter what that means. Mm. Whether you're hating somebody because of the difference of your skin or your language or your interests, right? That like I snowboarded back home on the mainland and it was like this feud between snowboarders and skiers. There's always this, like there's just this hate. And so dealing with and looking at hate and this play, I think does it so brilliantly that it takes all of it, it. It shows the audience and hopefully we do a good job at showing it, but it shows an audience what happens when we don't, when we allow hate to be kind of the driving force mm. of what's going on, even if it's small, tiny prejudice yeah. that turn into hate, uh-huh. right? That that's something that, um, that's why, that's why I chose this musical. And, 
And so it's it's really a good one. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited for everybody to come and see it because it's more modern. We have uh, some hip hop dance elements to kind of make it more accessible. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just going to be a really good show. So do you think you were talking about the underlying theme of hate, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think you chose this musical specifically for BYU Hawaii based on some maybe experiences you've had or some feelings that are here? Or like, was there a reason you chose this one specifically for BYU Hawaii? Um, specifically, I haven't felt any like hate or diversity necessarily. Like I have, oh, I'm not diverse. Diversity is here, but mm -hmm. sorry, brain work for me. <laughs> it's okay. uh, I haven't. There's no specific instance that I'm like, oh, this thing that happened on campus mm -hmm. is why we need to have a lecture on hate through a musical. Mm -hmm. It's not It's not that. The musical is amazing. It's a great musical. I personally, outside of here and throughout my life, have been really sensitive towards issues of race and racism. And at the most diverse campus in the country, it feels like a really good opportunity for us to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of difference here, right? I mean, students from everywhere come here. And I mean, I'm sure that people have felt marginalized or I, there's nothing that has come to my immediate attention. Mm -hmm. Like there haven't been students who say, hey, there's this big, huge institutional problem at BYU-Hawaii. That, that's not, I don't, I don't see that from, from my vantage point. Doesn't mean it's not here. It's just, mm -hmm. I haven't seen it. But what I do know that in America right now, we're having a really hard time dealing with hate. Mm -hmm. That there's, I mean, so much so that it's, it's affecting how we're talking to people that you know, are pro-Trump or anti-Trump mm -hmm. or people that feel like there is no white privilege and that there's only white privilege and then the differing ways to solve that, right? That there's a lot of difference in yeah. America right now and because of social media and just how easy it is to put out any kind of opinions or information and twist them to seem as fact or false or whatever, mm -hmm. that that seems like a breeding ground for hate. And so this story feels that's something that people can identify with here. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I mean, it's an amazing musical. And so for any students interested in musicals, they need to know it from an educational standpoint. Mm -hmm. But from the, the purpose of helping an audience deal with issues of morality and um, culture, that this is something that is, I think it's a beautiful place to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's a great opportunity for our students that are involved in the show, but also the students here, to kind of experience this and question in their own lives, okay, cool, I might not be a part of a gang, but the reason I chose it for, for BYU-Hawaii was because I think that this community of extremely diverse students and faculty have an awesome opportunity to question what they can do to be part of the solution mm -hmm. of the hate and division and divisiveness that seems to be common in our country right now. Mm. So that's why there wasn't anything specifically about BYU-Hawaii that I'm like, ooh, we need to address this because that happened. It's not. Mm -hmm. Right now, the world is very divisive and angry, and this is an opportunity to show people, look, this is what happens if wow. you take this unchecked, right? It's a real, it's a real tragic play with mm -hmm. a lot of fun and stuff in, inside of it, um, and it's very moving because the end ties it up. But it's Romeo. It's a modernized version of Romeo and Juliet mm -hmm. um, with a little bit more hopeful ending. And so that's what I think is important about it. Wow. That's so amazing. Because, I mean, I've, been, I've interviewed people, and they've mentioned how they feel like there is still some underlying race issues on campus. Yeah. Um, I never really thought about that because, I mean, and I love that you mentioned that we're going to be the solution through this play, mm -hmm. that the students involved in this play are hopefully going to understand the underlying hate and that that needs to be solved. Because, I mean, the 
motto of the university is to enter, to learn, and to go forth to serve. Yeah. So I think that what better way to go forth to yeah. serve is to educate yourself and also understand that these things are real problems and that we need to solve them. Yeah, so thank absolutely. you for that. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm sure that, I mean, it doesn't surprise me if there are racial tensions here because we're the most diverse campus yeah. in the nation. And mm-hmm. so, of course, there are going to be, you know, people butting heads because in this country, people have this specific stereotype of what these people who look like this do. And so, yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that it's there. It's just not okay that it's there and we're not doing anything about it. Mm. That it doesn't, like, listen, we're going to have prejudice. We're going we're gonna to say things that are hurtful. We're going to do wrong things. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is what are you going to do with it? Are you just going to leave it there and let it just fester into something worse? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to be able to recognize it, say, hey, look, I have this stereotype about this person, and then see the individual, right? And say, like, okay, what's your experience mm-hmm. as a white woman in America? What is your experience? Mm-hmm. Not don't speak for all of white women, but what is your experience? You know, and as a black man, what is your black experience yeah. in America? Right. That that's something that is important for us to look at the individual, rather than, you know, grouping them in this big huge group and making these assumptions that can mm-hmm. lead to more divisiveness. Yeah. And they might not even be true, right? Wow. And so, this play, like this, is what theater is, right? This is why I think that theater is so important at any university, but specifically this one is that theater has always been, since Greek times and since every other culture, it's been a way for cultures. It's storytelling, right? It's how we tell and agree as a community, as a culture, what it is that's important to us and how we're going to move forward, Mm -hmm. right? Obviously, there's entertainment value, Mm -hmm. right? And that's super useful. It's fun to go and laugh and be transported into this different world. But that's that's not the heart, the meat and potatoes of what this is, right? Theater, at its core, is there to teach about culture and to teach about morality. Like, that's what Mm. Stanislavski, the guy who kind of turned everything from uh, classical Shakespeare to realism, which is what we're addicted to still today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, television and Netflix. We're still (laughs) stuck. Oh, that's not real. I can't believe that's not That's all Stanislavski. And he said that that theater at its, I'm not quoting, is paraphrasing him, Mm -hmm. but he said the idea of what he was interested in was that theater was there to teach about culture and to teach about morality, that those were two important parts to what he, why he changed things, because mm-hmm. he felt that it wasn't doing that, right? And so at a university as diverse as this, with as many cultures, how do you not have a thriving theater program that gives students an opportunity to tell their own stories and to share their culture, mm-hmm. right? We have the PCC, which is doing it, but mm-hmm. we're not necessarily... Uh, we're, we're working. We're working really hard as a, as a program to give opportunities for the students at the PCC to train that way so that they're more effective storytellers, mm-hmm. so that they yeah. can tell their, their stories in a more effective and efficient way. Mm-hmm. And so it is. It really is amazing. It's an amazing thing that we have the opportunity here uh, because there's just, I mean, I'm not even a full faculty member. My wife is. Mm-hmm. And she's the, full, she's the one full faculty member at this university and for, for theater. And so it takes a lot of creative problem solving to figure out, okay, there's still all these jobs at any other university. There's three to six universities our size. Mm -hmm. There's three to six faculty members, full-time faculty members to put on as many plays as we're doing. Mm -hmm. And here it's my wife and me. And then we have, we have other staff and people on campus that have been filling in some roles. Like we have Ari Sorensen who's doing all of our costumes. We have Steve, Stephen Kroll, who's the house manager and he's helping with set stuff all of the time. 
and we we have we have a team that's starting to kind of assemble but it's it's a challenge and so mm -hmm. it's really a blessing that we have shows like this at all on that's campus awesome. yeah yeah um just going back to you, you talking about the set and costume yeah, yeah you said that you want this um what's <clears throat> sorry to be sort of like a modern mm -hmm. to reflect how america is like now is it going to look like that too are the costumes in the set gonna look like modern or is it gonna be like yeah new york back in so it's gonna be a mix 20s, right so it's gonna be a mix of it because we contractually you're actually obligated contractually when you get the rights to a play because you can't mm -hmm. just like look up the script online and then do the play because you want to yeah um leonard bernstein who wrote the play along with you know jerome robbins and all those others Stephen sondheim and all these other guys that they wrote the play they their their entities still get paid residuals mm -hmm. from it from the original contract that they signed when they wrote it and okay. performed it and produced it so they still get that so it's so we have to pay rights as a school we have to pay uh musical theater incorporated is the company we went through but we have to pay them who then in turn pays leonard bernstein mm -hmm. to allow us to put on west side story and a part of that there's a contract involved that we're not allowed to change the words even if we're uncomfortable with him, we're not allowed to change the words. We're not allowed to change the content. We're not allowed to change a lot of stuff. And so mm. one of the things that it says, you're not allowed to change the time period. And so what we've done to kind of make it more accessible is that we've, we've turned it um, into something that resembles modern, but that isn't, it's, it's kind of timeless since it's a timeless show uh -huh. that we've turned it into this timeless thing. So there will be costume pieces like a lot of them will be wearing like Chuck Taylors, which is really popular in the 1950s when mm -hmm. this takes place. And, um, you know, we're in New York and there's always construction going on both then and now. And so we're going to have big, you know, painting scaffolding all over and then we're going to have brick wall which is just iconic and so we're going to and we're going to tag it so we're going to spray have have one of the artists on campus the student artists come in and spray paint it to make you know all of these uh you know to make it kind of more modern with a hip-hop type of feel to it mm -hmm. uh -huh. and so that's kind of what we're we're going for but still being true to what we're contractually obligated to do and so the costumes will be like you could see people wearing them now but you could also see people wearing them then. And so it's it's kind of just this timeless thing, but we're trying to trend towards a little bit more something that you, like if you saw any of these characters on the street, you'd be like, yeah, that wouldn't be weird mm -hmm. for them to wear, right? Uh -huh. That wouldn't be weird to wear at a dance. That wouldn't be weird to wear at this thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, sorry, I'm just looking to see how much time we have left. <laughs> um, right. But I guess... For me, the thing that I, I don't know that kind of surprised me a little bit. The whole um, I didn't know that you couldn't change. That you didn't have like complete creative yeah, yeah. control over it once once yeah. you're like putting on a production. Yeah, that, that, that's a really go ahead. Is that like difficult for you as a director to not be able to make it exactly how you want it? No, it, it as a director, it's not. Um, as a community member in a conservative community, it can be. Mm -hmm. because not like you said you, you weren't aware of that and so a lot of our, our patrons will come and some of the content is really jarring like I mean technically anytime someone gets killed on stage that should be jarring for an LDS community for yeah. for, for us mm -hmm. that, that's something that we don't prescribe to and so if there's any amount of language even if it's you know the lesser of the evil foul language <laughs> um, it's it's a it's it can be really hard for people and you know there are themes like um, you know, there are things without like these, these, we have a hard time in this community seeing the actors as characters. Mm 
Yeah. Right. And not as themselves mm -hmm. that we we're, we're trying to find. I think most of us do. There's only like a few rare instances of this where people will like send an angry email and say, you know, I don't understand why you did this. And we don't we, we shouldn't have any kind of swearing on campus and or any on, on, on stage. And, you know, these you know, I saw shoulders and we shouldn't see, you know, it's mm -hmm. the honor code and that kind of stuff. And and we my wife and I, we Professor Densley and I, we try really, really hard to be sensitive to that. And we find as much as many, you know, ways to uh, to make it comfortable for our audience. So we, we're not like we're not intentionally putting anything on stage that's intended to offend people here. Mm -hmm. um, but it is a tricky balance because we do we want things to be um, tasteful. We want things to be that. But then there is this, you know, this honesty factor that the church is known for uh -huh. that you'll be honest true chase benevolent right mm -hmm. honesty is one of the biggest things you know you can't even get a temple recommend if you're dishonest yeah. right mm -hmm. and so as part of that honesty we've signed a contract saying that we will not change anything not a word mm -hmm. we won't omit anything and so there are ways around that that we try our hardest to kind of cater to this audience as well as being truthful to the play which is not a play about mormons or, yeah. sorry, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? Yeah. <laughs> that that's, not, that's not what they are. This, you know, uh -huh. These characters that we are portraying are not members of our church. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so should we hold them to the same, the, the characters, should we hold the characters to the same standards, or is that going to become confusing for the story? Mm -hmm. yeah. And if we change too much of it, are we going to get in trouble? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? That Legally trouble. Because we've signed a contract saying so wouldn't change. And if they somehow found a copy of this or someone did come from MTI, and it's like, you changed the whole thing. I don't, you know, we could be in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the church could be in a lot. Of, so there's these things as we're deciding these plays. It's that balance of, okay, we want something that will get at the goal of both the church's storytelling and and storytelling in general of we need to be honest with what's going on and we need to give the audience an experience to both be morally taught and culturally fed and so there's a lot of things so here it's a little bit more unique as a director mm -hmm. uh, because at other places I you know as a member of the church a long-standing good standing member of the church I've I've found the way that I navigate all of those issues um, but trying to cater it so that our audience can also feel taken care of yeah, along that line, because that's important. It's uh -huh. important that we take care and we make people feel like that's it. So, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff at play when it comes to theater, and not a lot of people know that they see the finished product, and when it's done well, they're like, oh yeah, that's me. I could do that, mm -hmm. you know. But then no one goes and watches the Mona Lisa for five minutes and is like, you know, what? I think I'm gonna take up painting. Mm -hmm. yeah. totally do that <laughs> but we watch like an Oscar winning movie and we're like man that feels so real I could totally do that mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna be an actor I'm gonna move to LA yeah. when you don't realize that Meryl Streep's been studying for her entire life and putting in crazy amount of work mm -hmm. and if anybody sits through the credits of a film you see the you know city of people yeah. <laughs> that are involved in that and so it's you know it's it's just one it's all the behind the scenes work and that type of stuff that just um, I hope that people will begin to learn and appreciate because that's what gives us, like I said, the blessing and the opportunity to have any kind of show on campus. You know, even at the PCC, just the amount of backstage work stuff that's going on often goes um, not only unappreciated, but kind of unrecognized that people don't mm -hmm. believe that that much work goes into a show that seems yeah. mm -hmm. so simple and seamless. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Right. But it's, you know, it's true. It's true. A crazy amount of work goes on behind the scenes. For Definitely. Sure. Where can. We're pretty much out of time, but where can students yeah. go to buy tickets for? Great. So come to the auditorium, the Knights of the Performance. Uh -huh. uh, 
So the show starts at 7.30. The box office will open at 7. Okay. Uh, and then you can come and get tickets on, on the nights of the performances. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Professor You're welcome. Denley. You're Densley. That's Denley. it. I'm so sorry. That's about the one. That. Nope. Sorry. Right. I got called Densley my entire high Densley. school career, okay. so it's cool. Densley. I'll make sure I get <laughs> yeah. it right next time. That tricky S Z thing. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. You're we welcome. love talking with you. And awesome. Thanks for having stay me. tuned for the next episode of the Kalakai the Podcast. Yeah, we'll upload again next Tuesday. Yes, but thanks, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Mm-hmm.